Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. All right, welcome back into Pad the Stats fantasy football podcast. It's our third and final running back rookie scouting film room, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, we have three more running backs to break down Pat Cotter. We're going to go Jamar Jefferson, Oregon State. Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State and finish with a guy who is uh, pretty high on some boards, and that's Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. But first off, buddy, how are you doing? I'm doing good, feeling good. It's, uh, Did you have to think about that for a second? Uh, no, I just was kind of, I was away from the mic, so I had to lean in All and right. actually talk. Well, so. I'll get your brain into this thing because no, we, we got don't. some stuff we to talk it. about. Okay? I need you tuned in. Oh, I'm tuned. Are you sure? Oh, right. I'm on the right station. Let's go. Okay. You've been playing Warzone all day, so uh, since you had a nice three-day weekend. Yeah, pretty great. That's pretty That's jealous, great. I'm not going to lie. Um, All right, so as I mentioned, three more running backs. And then next week, I'm going to talk quarterbacks. I'm going to do some podcasts. I kicked Pat's ass off of the podcast for the next two weeks so I could talk quarterbacks. Yeah, that's more your your uh, forte than mine. So uh, I'm looking forward to you, it. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm just excited to not. I'm just excited to not have you sitting next to me. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> better that way for the quarterbacks at least. <laughs> I'm just. I'm kidding. <clears throat> Partly. <clears throat> um. Wow. Well, I'm. I'm choking up over here. I, maybe I'm sad. That yeah. I'm just be... very sad to hear me go. <laughs> All right. So let's do this thing. Um. Well. Well. First, as, as I was saying, quarterbacks next. Um, probably a couple pods there. Then we'll talk tight ends, and then who the hell knows? We'll get into a bunch of stuff between now and NFL draft day, and we'll kind of figure it out. Quite a bit of time to go. Let you know what content we're going to deal. All right, let's go. Jamar Jefferson of Oregon State, five ten, two seventeen. A few weeks back, Pat, you you told me about this kid, and you said, "Hey, we got to take a look at Jamar Jefferson." And I was looking at him, and I'm like, "Wow, this kid." has a ton of production. Okay, first oh, yeah. that's the first thing that jumped off kind of the the radar at me. His freshman season, he really burst onto the scene, 239 carries, almost 1400 yards and 12 touchdowns. This year in just 6 games, 133 carries, just shy of 900 yards and 7 touchdowns. So Pat, Jamar Jefferson was a huge part of Oregon State's offense. That's the first thing that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, he accounted for this past, even just this past year, he accounted for about 41% of the touches and about 37% of their overall yards. You know, this is a very run-heavy team, so he kind of jumps out at you because of his production, but like I, like I said, this is a team that wanted to run the ball, and they really gave it to, to him a lot. I think this is going to be a guy that the analytics side of the uh, the spectrum really likes just because, like you said, his numbers really jump off the page. Now, when you kind of watch the tape, I think he looks he looks fine to me. Uh, I don't see anything that exactly blows me away with his with his tape. Um, you know, he's got some good speed, and he's and he's got the production, and that you you really like to see that. He seems like a guy that's got very good lateral agility as well, and you know his vision seems to be okay. Um, but I don't see him as a guy that has a lot of power. Um, he's not going to run over guys. I think he's going to he's going to be more of a a supplemental back than anything in the NFL. Yeah, I wrote down he doesn't play big. That's the one of the things that I saw. He's not a violent runner by any means. Like you said, Pat, doesn't break a ton of tackles, not overly powerful. Um, 
not overly impressive. I don't know. I mean, you look at the production. Let's go back to that for a second. Talk a second about, you know, compared to other running backs that we've scouted, where's he at? Do you kind of have a comparative number? You know what I mean? Like when we look at other running backs from this year's class or prior year's class, like I feel like he's probably up there in terms of team production. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of his yards per game, he's the second most in the class in terms of his one of his like I for this season compared to other guys. Um, he also was one of the higher usage guys in, in the class, like I said. So that's why I think the analytics community is going to really like him. Um, he did, you know, he was about middling in terms of yards per carry. He didn't catch the ball all that much. You know, he only had like nine catches this year. I, I think. noticed that 18 um, catches in the last 15 games. That's his sophomore and junior seasons. Yeah, not very much. So, um, like I said, he got the ball a lot, and that kind of led to a lot of production. But he wasn't amazing in terms of the like you know the 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 per carry stats. Yeah, so Oregon State classic running team, a lot of run like you said, uh, ran the ball a ton. A lot of eleven and twelve personnel schemes, um, classic single back offense. They're running you know stretch counters. I mean, pretty much you name it. Like he's an in between the tackles runner. Um, I thought he did some pretty nice things in between the tackle. I see where he could have a fit at the next level. I do. Uh, he can press the line well. You know, pretty good jump cuts. Um, you know, moving laterally. I thought he did that stuff pretty well. He's got some wiggle to kind of get up inside and create some yards for himself. Not like you said. Not not the bur- not a burner by any means. I think he's probably going to run somewhere around a low to mid four or five. He's not slow, but he's not a track guy either. Um, and I already talked about lack of power, uh, lack of, you know, ability to break tackles and all that kind of stuff. So what I see in Jamar Jefferson is a guy who I think is going to get drafted. I think he's going to have a chance to make a roster, and I think he's going to have a chance to have a role on some team. I see another guy, though. I don't think this is going to be a player who is fantasy relevant. Maybe he cracks a year or two where uh, you know, I don't know, maybe he runs for six, 700 yards or something like that. Probably not going to catch a ton of passes. And I don't think he's somebody that you're, you're probably looking at him. Like when we take a look at our rookie drafts, fourth round, that's where I'd be looking for him. You know, this is a guy that I would, wouldn't mind having on my team. If it was like my, my guy, like one of my running backs, um, handcuff you know like say we get into the this is one of those guys that like you get into the regular season and all of a sudden one of the running backs goes down like say he gets drafted by I've been saying the Bengals but like say he gets drafted by the Bengals and then you you have you uh you have um uh, and go down you, uh Jamar Jefferson be a guy I'd look to pick up that way because you know in case he's the he's the heir apparent he's the guy that starts to 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 go in well we know that's how be, that's how running backs kind of work yeah too. I mean sure. you 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 get in on a team, you get in on a system, you find your way into that depth chart, and you never know when opportunities are going to present themselves. Yeah, no, I think he could be a guy that could be productive, you know, if given an opportunity, but he's not a guy that's going to jump off the page. He's not going to be a team, a guy that a team's going to be, you know, happy with as their their lead running back. So, if, again, if you're an analytics person, you look at what he did at Oregon State, you're probably going to really like him. I, I mean, again... What we saw on tape wasn't a guy that blows us away by any means, but the production's there. The size, 5'10", 217, not bad. We'll have to see what he officially weighs in at. Um, but not not terrible, not great. I think kind of somewhere in between. Now, Pat, would you 
go as far to take him over uh, Kenny Gainwell? No, I'd much rather have Gainwell. Okay, so he slots in behind those top six guys that we've already done yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. All right, how about we move on to a guy who was very highly touted after his sophomore year, Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State, 5'11", 207, monster 2019 season, 328 carries, over 2,000 yards, 24, 21 touchdowns on the ground, 23 receptions, almost 200 yards receiving. So everybody thought this kid was going to be amazing. Top three running back, drafted potentially the year before. He goes back to school. He only plays in, well, they, he played in seven games this year. Okay season, 133 carries, 625 yards, five touchdowns. Not nearly the pace that he was on his sophomore season. Now we put on the tape, Pat. This kid has an athletic profile and the speed to really blow you away. And you look at him, and I'm like, okay, this kid's a track guy. Like 100%, like the form. Yeah. He is a track guy. Breakaway speed, he can bust those long runs. Don't pay attention to the highlight film. That's one of the things that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. You're just going to see a lot of wide open holes. I thought Oklahoma State blocked up front pretty well in the run game, and he breaks a lot of long touchdown runs. I think he's a little bit more of a track star playing football. I'm not overly impressed with him in between the tackles. Um, I don't. I just have bad feelings about him at the next level, personally. I think he's going to be somebody that I fade probably here. Um, but... He's not on the same levels as top four or five guys. I think that's pretty apparent, at least for me. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I I agree with you. He's a guy that you know wit, he has that ridiculous speed, and he almost uses it to his almost to his detriment sometimes. You know, he tries to win everything with speed. He I mean, he looks like he's got least decent lateral agility and an ability to create. Well, oh, he's his, a good athlete. Yeah, but he just he doesn't ever try to use it. Almost once he gets up, like once he kind of. Once he goes, he's he's just looking to outrun everybody. I'd like to see him actually start using some of that, some of his his moves to to win and kind of be a little more patient. Um, I think he just, like I said, I don't think he has that maturity to kind of to play more like a running back. Like you said, he just plays like a track guy. Um, he's he's you know he's got okay power. He's got pretty good agility. He's not the guy that he's not a guy that's going to break a ton of tackles. He'll, he'll you know he'll get up to speed and he'll he'll hit a guy and kind of run over them or like a safety or a, or a corner. But he's not gonna he's not gonna run through them. He'll kind of just you know pl- plow over them for a couple of extra yards and go down. Um, he did seem to have a little bit of a fumbling problem as well. Now I could you know he got the ball a lot, so it could just be that I'm I'm overanalyzing that a little bit. It's gonna be something I need to to kind of dive into more. And see if I can find and see if he had a lot more fumbles in college. But um, it was something I noticed whenever we were watching the film. Overall, I think he's going to be a guy that if you block well for him, he's going to produce. You know, I think if, if you, when it, you like you said, whenever they opened up large holes for him, he, he hit them and, and was gone in a lot of sense. But um, he's going to need to go to the right system, like a Shanahan-type offense. I think he could work well in, like, that Mostert role, you know, just a guy that y- you scheme up the run game for him and he could succeed. But I don't think he's going to be a, uh, a great player in a lot of systems. So I, I, I agree with you. Unless he hits a right spot, I'm going to be fading him pretty heavily. What's he going to run when you think his 40 is? Oh, man. I, you know, I think he's going to be uh, low 4.3s, if not breaking. Low? Yeah. Really? That fast? Yeah. No, he ain't breaking 4.3. No, I don't think he's. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's pretty ridiculous. If, if he, come on, really? Yeah. He's pretty he's pretty crazy. But I was going to say like 4.38, which I is damn he's, fast. I think he's four, more 4.35 at least. Oh, he's faster than Barkley? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, that's fast. That's really fast. Um, Again, he's not the type of athlete that Barkley is, but in terms, well, of, but of in terms of straight not. line speed, he's he's pretty ridiculous. He is fast. Um, he's got like perfect running form. He he had to have been a track guy, hundred percent. Uh, okay, so Chuba Hubbard, yeah, I I I'm not sold there. I, I'm not sold on him as a full time guy at the next level. There's not a lot of full time guys at the next level at the running back position. Everybody's in a damn committee these days except uh, a handful of guys who are getting the 20-plus touches. But he's not going to be one of them, flat out. He's just not. No. He is not He's not on the same level as a bunch of the guys last year. I think we see why he went back to school. And he's not on the same level as uh, Javonta Williams. He's not on the same level as Trey Sermon, in my eyes. And he's certainly not on the level of Najee Harris. No. No, and like I said, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody could get him in and really teach him how to play running back more instead of just trying to run straight. But unless he does start to do that, I'm I'm going to be fading him pretty heavily. Where do you where do you see him? I know this is kind of tough sometimes, but in a vacuum stacked up against the wide receiver class, do you see him kind of on the level of when you're sitting there? I don't know, third round, and you're looking at Deami Brown or Chuba Hubbard. Like, is that fair? I'm thinking more like, you know, your 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 Amari Rogers, your Marcus Shai Stevenson, Smith, your, like Shai Smith, yeah, that kind of guy. Yeah, type of guy, like late third. Even at a premium position like running back? Yeah, I mean, that's where, but I'm, I'm, I like, yeah, I but do. You're pretty, but it depends so. on if he lands on a really good spot. You know, that we can say that for everybody, but uh, I if if he's just kind of hand, lands your general kind of okay spot, I'm going to be taking him around that area. The Pittsburgh Steelers take him in the third round. I'll be pretty upset. <laughs> well, take your fandom out of it for a second. Where do you where do you like him as oh, a prospect? I bet you he would go in the second round, a second round of rookie drafts if he went to the Steelers, and he okay. was the only guy they took. What if the Falcons took him? I would. I mean, if he lands in one of those spots that he's the only guy there, I think he's going to get a lot of hype. And I was, I bet you, I will not like him as much as most people will. You know, he feels like a guy to me that could come in, and he's going to have a couple big games or something. And people are going to be like, "Oh man, Chuba Hubbard." Yep. Like we shouldn't. We shouldn't have faded him. Yep. I'm still fading him. Yep. I mean, at least now. So, Chuba Hubbard, uh, interesting athletic profile, very fast, but uh, again, just not sold on him at the next level, at the running back position. Now, a guy who piqued my interest a little bit more after I watched him. I'm not 100 percent sold because there's some peripherals that I'm not really sure of. I'll talk about that. Ramondre Stevenson, Pat, out of Oklahoma. 5'11 and a half, 227. Now, that's what he weighed in in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. But, <laughs> as we saw, man, was he big at Oklahoma. Oh, he's, he was huge. Like what? Like two, I think not even written down. He's running at 245. Yeah, like, there's yeah. no question he was 245. Yeah, he was huge. And, and, and I don't want to see him running at that size. Now, I hope that he was... You know, putting in putting in the time, trying to lose the weight, and that's what he came in at, and that's the reason he came in a little bit lower at the Senior Bowl. And if he can stay, you know, kind of down in those in those, you know, even maybe even try to lose a little bit more weight, and uh, and run and kind of maybe that gives him a little bit more athleticism. I think he's got all the tools. He's got very quick feet for a big guy, especially running around at two forty five. He, he does. He he almost as impresses you with what he can do with his lateral agility. Um, he's certainly a plotter at that size. He, it's kind of funny watching him run around. It just kind of looks like a big guy running around because he's well, not. Well, it's funny you say that too because like, you're right. He has quality feet for a big guy. 
but he's still a plotter. It's like there is a difference, though. We mm-hmm. do see a difference. Yeah, like he has the slowest spin move I've ever seen in my worked, entire though. life. But it worked. <laughs> it was funny because you'd see him do that spin and he would take him a, a full three seconds to get all the way around, but he would <laughs> just he would, he would still keep running. So, um, I, I mean, he runs with power. I, I almost would like to have seen him run with a little bit more power at the size, but it seems it seems pretty good. Um, he caught the ball, honestly. He actually had a, a quite a bit of a, a receiving production. He had about three receptions a game, which you know puts him kind of in the top, the upper tier of this class in terms of what I've seen so far. Um, and he got decent amount of production, you know, when he was, when he was playing, he was suspended for the first four games. It looks like it was a, I think uh, he tested positive for marijuana yeah, in the, in the yeah, off season. Chief in a little. Um, he carried about, he, uh, he had about 35% of the team's touches, which is, is fairly high for this class. Um, so he, when he was in, they gave him the ball quite a bit and they threw the ball to him quite a bit. So he has those production type of metrics. If you kind of look at it, not from an overall season standpoint, but a, when was he playing standpoint? Um, so I was fairly impressed with him whenever I watched the film. Like I said, I worry about his, his dedication and whether he can, you know, is he going to be a guy like Eddie Lacy that comes into the NFL, shows you a little bit, and then all of a sudden starts to lose interest and, and puts the weight back on, and, and then he you know kind of fizzles out? Or is he going to be like a Le'Veon Bell who comes in, loses the weight, and looks and kind of be, morphs into a much more complete running back? So those are the kind of the I mean I don't like I said not exactly Le'Veon Bell, but like that could be that's the hope I have for him is that dedication and, and putting the work into. Get small, get like yeah. A bit, lose some weight. And- Juco kid transfers to Oklahoma. 165 carries in two seasons. We haven't seen much. There's yeah. not a lot to go off of here. Marijuana suspension for four games. I, I mean, shit. I don't know the kid. Never met him in my life. I don't know if he's a hard worker or if he's not. Some of the peripherals don't look that good though, personally. Um, but we'll see. I, I want to see. He's not fast by any means. No, but. What's he going to look like running the ball at 227 or 225 or even 230? I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. I yeah. would be very interested to see that. Am I going to pull the trigger on this kid in our draft? Ugh, I don't know. I'm not going to reach for him. I'll tell you that much. I'm not ready to reach for him because mainly because of the things I just kind of mentioned. I, I'm not 100% sold, but I am interested. And I, I should say... Well, I'm kind of contradicting myself. I'm interested, and my interest is peaked because I see the, I see the potential. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. He's got all the tools. He's got all the tools. If he can be, if he can kind of lose some weight and stay at that, or stay at that lower weight and kind of get himself real fit, I think he could be a very effective back. Out of the kind of the guys that we've talked about recently, you know, the or in, at least in this pod, and then kind of throw in Kenny Gainwell, kind of my guys in that lower tier, uh, or my second tier. He is the one that I think could could with time become that every down running back. I think out of all those guys, Agreed. he's the only one in this group that could be a workhorse and could be a even a top ten running back in the NFL if he really puts in the time and and gets the in the right situation. I think he has that type of upside, although he has the downside of being out of the league in a year. So you know, I maybe not a year, but like you know, I think he could. I think he could be one of these guys that comes in and, like you said, with the Eddie Lacy, kind of just put on the weight back on and just not care and and be out of the league quickly. So my opinion is similar. That if there's one guy out of kind of that middling tier, that lower tier that we talked about, 
that has a chance by year two in the league to carry the ball 200-plus times. I do think it's him. Yep. I think it's him. Um, but there's enough there that I'm I'm not 100% sold. I mean, it's hard to be sold. Again, just 165 carries over two seasons, there's not a lot to go off of. Now, you mentioned 2020. Yeah, he caught 18 passes. There was one game he had a nice one-handed catch of the backfield. I think he can do some things versatility-wise. Again, I, I just want to see him 20 pounds lighter and running it that way because I— the quick feet really surprised me, and he's a patient runner. I thought he used his blocks extremely well, and he seemed to have pretty good vision. Yeah. So yeah. there are some tools there with Ramondre Stevenson. Where are you going to have him when it's all said and done? Right now I've got him, you know, I'm, I'm really debating between him and Kenny Gainwell as my sixth back. Um, I, I kind of, you know, depending on the landing spot, I can see him being a, a – third round, late second round, maybe, even if he ends in a really good spot. Um, I think there's going to be big fans of Ramondre Stevenson. It seems like he's you're kind of a Ramondre Stevenson guy or you're not. So I think he, there's going to be a lot of leagues where people just like him more than others. So, you know, or like he, they're going to reach on him just because they like the upside, like the talent. Um, but you never know. If, I mean, if you get in a spot where you see him sitting on the board at the end of the third round, and he ends up in a pretty decent spot, I would 100% pull the trigger and be willing to take the risk on the upside. What about, like, New Orleans with Kamara? That'd be good. Yeah, I like him in the you know in the Mark Ingram role. I think he would work well. The Latavius role? Yeah, yeah. I mean, What's if his, he, if what he is anywhere, his situation this year? What's Latavius? Is he back? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's back or not. Um, you know, if he gets in that role, I think he could be effective as in a in a in a kind of committee type of workload um and like i said he has the upside to be in every down back so this is a guy that like out of like like i said out of the three guys we've watched i'm willing to to even reach on him a little bit in order to cash in on the upside you know who would hits. take him he you know, he's a vegas kid he played high school in vegas the raiders yeah, would, wouldn't the raiders man, seem like a fit i i just don't like that with josh jacobs there you know i wouldn't that'd be one guy that I, like he'd be a nice handcuff to josh jacobs but yeah i like josh jacobs a lot better than i like Roger i know you Stevenson. do josh jacobs got to show me something I he's good he's, i still think he showed enough he's pretty damn good but like i don't know what did he do this year he had an all right year did he yeah he was okay nothing great he had some know. he had he had some flashes had well, some good weeks but you know overall, i say he's pretty damn bit. good because i agree with you i think that he has a chance to be like a top three or four talent at the position. I just want to see him put the numbers with that. He's got to start. He, I mean, it's, it's going to be his third year in the league. You're going to start. He has to do it this year to really kind of put it together because you're almost getting to that point where you're almost you're, he's getting too old. Like you know, you know, it's just that that running backs just don't have a long shelf life. That's so. crazy to even say. Yeah, I know it I'm is. I'm poo-pooing on Josh Jacobs for no damn reason right yeah. now. Either. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, if he doesn't start showing it now, like his 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 dynasty stock's gonna start falling pretty quick. All right. So I here's the thing, okay? I I I think that Ramondre Stevenson could be that guy who cracks when it's all said and done, if he's a top five back in this class, I could see it. The other two guys, I don't see it. So I think that's where you need to, to kind of put the bar at right now yep. with these three that we just talked about. Um, nobody's touching Najee, in my opinion. I think the two North Carolina running backs are damn good. I think they're both going to be good. Besides the fact that Javante Williams, I don't think his vision is all that great. His ability to break tackles, I like those two guys 
Carter and him a ton. Uh, but if Ramondre Steven cracked that top five, wouldn't completely shock me. No, I think I think he easily could. He's the one that he's the one guy in that group of Gainwell, Stevenson, Hubbard, and Jefferson that I have that has the upside to be a top back. So, all right, we are at about twenty five minutes on the pod, so we'll wrap this thing up. Again, we so I'm recording this on February twenty sixth. So next week, first week of March, quarterback time. We're gonna bust out a bunch, figure out what order we want to do those in i'm excited about that really excited so same format we'll talk quarterbacks and then get into tight ends um but yeah that that about puts a bow on the running backs like we've been saying this whole time we will go back we'll talk more running backs we'll talk more receivers at the end kind of a best of the rest episode if you will like you said pat there's just so many receivers that we still need to talk about and and there are a handful running backs that we still need to talk about yep we need. I think we're going to need to have a couple best of the rest type episodes. I agree. Um, and we'll kind of go over some guys. You know, we'll, even if we see we watch them and we don't like them, we'll we'll talk about them just so you guys know what our thoughts are. So um, we got we still got a good amount of time before the NFL draft, so we got a, a a decent amount of you know we got a couple a lot of pods coming forward. You know, we yeah. have we'll have the free agency and everything. We'll have the pre draft pod. We'll have our rankings pods, but we still got a lot of a lot of guys to look at, and uh, this ain't over. Absolutely, it's been fun so far, and it's just getting started. So, thanks everybody for listening again to another episode of Pad the Stats. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.